3: Damoshek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamoshek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damoshek.
2: Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damoshek. Welcome to the Dave Damoshek Football Program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and at nfl.com slash Shek. S-H-E-K, Shek, shek. Good show coming up here in just a little bit. I'm going to need the help of you, the Czech Republic, as well as the Black Sheep and Black Tie over there as we come to you from Studio 4, our temporary home. As Studio 66 gets renovated, it will soon be unveiled. Studio 66, maximum strength. What is or the name? Or just New Studio Sixty Six. Stop saying that. I don't like that. What is the name of Handsome Hanks' fantasy? I mean, fantasy. His uh, his uh, fan base. Hank Amateurs. No, it's not the Hank Amateurs. It's the Handsome Devils, I believe. It's Handsome the Handsome Devil. Devils. There it anyway, is. we'll need the help of all those groups. Uh, we've tweeted out a question to you. Who is America's team here in 2014? We're going to address that with you, get your responses. Uh, We've already, Black Tie says, we have uh, some good responses here. So we'll get into that, and we'll catch up with Handsome Hank, who, sadly, we've not kibitzed with very much in the last couple weeks here. So we'll see what's going down with him as football season draws nigh. nigh. Right now, though, let's catch up with one of our very favorite guests. Oh, speaking of favorite guests, Black Tie. I'd be remiss if I didn't go back and say a couple days ago we caught up with Michael Robinson he is a world champion now because he was on that Seattle Seahawks team a year ago. Made some really interesting comments about what might get in the way of the Seahawks repeating in 2014. Made news. Also with those comments. Yeah, apparently it. Uh, yeah, around the sports world, some of the, some of his thoughts on uh, on what might get in their way in their uh, pursuit of a repeat, and then also what makes Pete Carroll different from everybody else. His 21st century approach. All that jazz, so uh, great catching and up with you him. you
4: stopped to pose for a picture with a Super Bowl ring.
2: All right. And by the way, somebody had a good line on that. I think it was Handsome Hank, in fact, who said uh, he said, uh, because I put on the Seahawks Super Bowl ring. And I after the fact, I felt dirty. I'm not a Seahawks fan. It ain't right for me to wear a Seattle. And I don't dislike the Seahawks, but it ain't right for me to wear their Super Bowl ring. And Handsome Hank in the newsroom after the fact said, uh, well, that's okay because you've uh, because uh, the Steelers stole a Seahawks Super Bowl ring back in 05. Or something to that uh, snarky effect. Anyway, now enough with that uh, ugliness. Let's get to one of our favorites here, the uh, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He now is also doing some fantasy talking as well. Fantasy Feast, I believe is what it's called. Let's ask him right now. It's Ross Tucker. What's the poop, fella?
3: Shaq, what's up, bro? Yes. I, uh, I'm diving in, man. You know, I, I've kind of fought it um for years now the whole fantasy thing but you know what everybody that's playing looks like they're having a heck of a good time I mean the the reason why I never did it is because I'm so busy I know everybody's busy in life but I'm specifically busy on Sundays and so Mm -hmm. I'm usually at a game broadcasting it for the radio so I kind of if I'm going to get involved in something I want to win And so I've always sort of been nervous about, well, I can't be there when the inactives come out to really make sure my lineup's set. But I'll just take it as even more of a challenge to, you know, try to win, even though I can't wait for the inactives on Sunday. Well,
2: here's what I want to know. And, again, it's called Fantasy Feast Eaton? Is that what
3: it's called? Eating Eaten. because you want to get the you want to get the guys are going to be eating every week. <laughs> it's so you and Evan Silva. Of, I'm a big fan of food and a big fan of football, so that was kind <laughs> of the idea to combine them. Plus, everybody uses that term now. He's going to eat. I mean, even the players now, like I'm going to eat. So we're we're just so hip and cool and down mm-hmm. with the new age lingo. It's not even funny.
2: I'm interested to hear how it goes for you with uh, with fantasy football. Who's going to be in your league?
3: Well, I'm working on that right now. Do you want to be in?
2: I'll be in your league if you want. Yeah, that. I'm, just,
3: I'm just working on that right now. My, my co-host is going to be Evan Silva, who's the main guy over at rotoworld.com. Mm-hmm. And those guys are, I think they're as good as anybody for fantasy. I and mean, I just look at their website and the amount of content those guys churn out, you know, like he ranks every team's talent. I mean, it's Oh, oh, Tucker, I'm God. not. that's what I
2: won't stand for. NFL.com's fantasy gang, led by Michael Fabiano and the rest, they do gangbusters work as well. But, yes, I would love to do something like that. It would be a lot of fun. I'll tell you what I really want to do. I want to go one step further. First of all, you got to dip your toe into the fantasy football waters. I encourage you, nay demand, if you're going to do it, do it the right way. Do it in a, as an auction league. That's way more fun than the typical draft, you know, what, you know, you're up number one in the first round then you get the 20th pick overall when it comes back around the auction is way better i go one further tucker i say go let's do league of leagues fantasy football fantasy baseball fantasy basketball all in one league you could trade lebron james for mike trout for colin kaepernick and so on now that would be that would be positively grand
3: Yeah, but see, then you have to care even a little bit about the NBA and Major League Baseball. So I'm out on that. The auctioning sounds interesting. You know what it is, Dave? I I miss having a, a rooting interest. I really do. I mean, you are about my, to get the, one,
2: man. You're, trust me, you're going to have it when you watch your games on the weekends. Your fantasy, it will weirdly and irrationally make you feel prouder as a grown-up than almost anything besides your own children. It is weird when your guy, hey, Adrian Peterson went for 198 yards and two touchdowns today for my fantasy team. You will bust with pride and glee when this happens. It's, ri- it's, it's a very strange phenomenon.
3: You know what i I, I'm, I I yearn for that, and I'm not even kidding my favorite team that I follow and I get multiple text message updates every time there's a change in score is my high school, you know the y missing hmm. Spartans my second favorite team is my alma mater Princeton mm-hmm. I follow their game, but i miss I miss having like a rooting interest that I can actually watch you know that I can actually i hear I know what you're talking along. about so I'm excited about it, man. I mean, yeah, and you know what else? It's like anything else in life. You're so much more into it when you actually have some type of vested interest. Like, um, you know, I, I've done with my my father-in-law and my wife a um, a knockout pool. Mm-hmm. That that becomes fun, you know. Oh, it's knockout like,
2: pools are are a hoot too. Except that no matter what, I am out of it by week three every year even though i am pretty good at picking games for some reason i can never survive past week two or three in the knockout pools so i'm always bad at those oh this is really? exciting it's exciting here in july to be talking about what's coming up this is why football fans i contend and i'm not the first one to say it i would contend that fantasy football is is number one more than any other reason why NFL football has sort of pulled away from Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and every other sport in America. It was more popular 15, 20 years ago. It was number one. But it is now the the lead between one and second place is now gargantuan. And I would say the number one reason for that is fantasy football. I think you're going to love it.
3: You know what, Dave? There's no question about it. And I can tell you why. Anytime I have anybody on on my podcast, the Raw Sucker Football podcast, and they say anything about a skill position player, it gets picked up on like three different places. Like I see hmm. it on the NFL Around the League blog. I see it at Roto World. I see it, I mean, everywhere. You know, the, the beat writers for the team. I mean, it's not, if you get anybody that has anything of note to say about a single skill position player, that's, like, the best way to get picked up. Like, (laughs) I now have, like – I now try to get, like – backups on teams on I just ask him position I just ask him questions about skill position players so that no matter what they say somebody will be like oh my gosh he said Theo Riddick's gonna have 50 catches for the Lions it's, <laughs> it's really it's really amazing
2: it is remarkable all right well now let's talk about some real football and kudos as uh, as you move into this new venture the expansion of the Ross Tucker football empire you're really Pigskin's answer to Ryan Seacrest, it sounds like. You know, you're really By the
3: way, Dave, before we move on, is there any advice? About picking my fantasy team, I do want you in my league. Yes. But uh, so you probably shouldn't give me advice if you're going to be in my league. I guess.
2: No. Well, listen. The thing I always say is, well, I you know I'm not one of these uh, one of these people who gets curmudgeonly. I say take. Or you you don't have a rooting interest, really. Take the guys you like. It's fun to root for guys who you actually enjoy if they're on. Maybe that should be your challenge. You should have to get guys who are only Ross Tucker podcast visitor visitors. That would what be about, a fun
3: what about what about the opposite though have you ever considered the happiness hedge
2: hmm yeah some of my friends do that in in a number of levels yeah they go against right they take the arch enemy and so at least you feel some satisfaction from a fantasy perspective even if your hated rivals uh perform well on Sunday for
3: example for example let's just say there's a a quarterback that I'm maybe not a huge fan of mm-hmm um, that seems to do very well often.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, maybe I draft him so that it's does like, he wear eighteen? I cannot. I cannot divulge that. <laughs> um, I cannot divulge that because I talked him. And there's there could be a running back that's in the same category. So it's just yes. interesting because I, I, sometimes I sometimes you know what's funny when I'm making my picks of the games if it's a total toss up for me and I cannot. And I cannot choose which team to pick. Like I just like I could literally flip a coin. There's no edge I can make. I will pick the team that has people on it, whether it's coaches or players that I don't particularly care for on a personal level, so that I I, I have the happiness head. Hmm. So either, either, either <laughs> I like my that. Picks right, either my picks right, or. Um, or you know the team that has guys i like more cuz there's certain I teams see, you I know, gotcha. and coaches i like and certain teams and coaches i don't like
2: well see that's bias and i like that and i want to <laughs> i think i think really i'm serious maybe in the first week of september just before things kick off i really do think you're one of the most honest uh, talkers out there about football something that i appreciate this this phony business about indicating bias when everybody indicates bias in some way, shape, or form. If you played defensive line, you probably talk more about defensive linemen not getting respect. If you're from a certain city, you probably support those guys. And yet, shame the devil if you ever admit that, if you're a human being, or at least that's the uh, that's the goal that you're supposed to aspire to if you're talking about football. I want to do that, though, in September to get some ground rules for what should be allowable by fans and uh, so on and so forth. But right now, this is what we kind of want to kibitz with you about. First question for you is to take a complete right turn here. The Dallas Cowboys once again in the news, and not exactly for anything humiliating, but I guess now one of their new training things is that they dance to try to think outside the box, and Sean Lee is already out. The first major loss for 2014, the one really nice piece they had on that defense, and he's already gone for 2014. I tweeted on Wednesday that I feel like, are There very few teams that you can write off that they have no playoff shot in 2014 at this time of the year. I think the Cowboys are one of them. How say you?
3: Um, I, I agree. It would take a Herculean offensive effort for them to get to nine or ten wins. Um, what's, what's amazing is that Jerry Jones had a quote where he said uh, about the defense, we have nowhere to go but up. And I was going to do one of those retweets, but add on and say, well, I guess technically that's true because they were so bad last year. Mm-hmm. Then I started to think about it. It's not true. They actually can be worse. I think they are. I mean, they, they lost their three best defensive players. The only guys they had making plays last year were Hatcher, Lee, and when he was healthy, DeMarcus Ware. They're all gone. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's honestly we, – we should do a show sometime – Where we talk about the most imbalanced teams, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. because their offense uh, has the makings to be incredible, but their defense, boy, uh, it's got to be the worst in Cowboys history. It's got to be the worst in the NFL this year. And you're probably right. I have no idea, unless Henry Melton like has a total resurrection, how they come back and. are are any better than they were last year. By the way, you want a little bit of inside scoop?
2: I I do like inside scoop.
3: So I had a back surgery. So I've got multiple uh, spying doctors that I talked to. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm kind of like friends with these guys now, which I guess there's pros and cons of that. But, um, and the one guy told me that Tony Romo's days are numbered, which makes the whole decision not, the whole decision not, to draft Manziel, even a little bit more interesting. But, you know, he had the cyst last year and he had that removed. Mm-hmm. You, you only have that cyst because of an underlying issue in terms of the vertebrae moving around. And so now that movement has caused one of his discs to herniate, which we saw in that Redskins game last year. Then he had the surgery, couldn't play against the Eagles. He's been out a lot this offseason. But the point is, is, once you have that instability in your spine, uh, it's the, the, the the sand in the hourglass is going, I said, well, you sure they can't do something? He said, he said, just mark my words. His, his time is coming to an end soon. So, and he's not, you know, he's not a fan of any team. He just, he's seen it, you know, he's been a spine surgeon for 25 years, you know? So he just said, mark my words, uh, his time is, is coming to an end soon. So just something to keep an eye on for, for the Cowboys. Fans.
2: Well, I got two words for you and any cynic out there. Brandon Whedon. Good thing for that one. Who needs Johnny football when you got Whedon? Um,
3: How about that, by the way? How Whedon, the Whedon might thing?
2: be older than Tony Romo. I, I'm not sure about that, but I think they're about the same age at this point.
3: Yeah, that's kind of scary, uh, to say the least. And the whole Kyle Lorton thing, yeah. somehow one of us has to get him on a podcast So he can explain why... He wouldn't hold a clipboard for four months this year for three point two five million dollars, yeah,
2: what gives with that that is crazy, so I mean, yeah, I think that this defense really has a chance it's not hyperbole, I mean, it was historically bad last year, and like you say, it's lost pieces not added any that really jump out at you, like you say the Henry Melton moving down from Chicago is contingent on him being right after a injury that ended his career, and it's not like he's twenty four years old anymore. they could be bad. And even if the Cow, you know, the defenders, the Romo apologists, the Cowboys fans who don't like to hear this noise out there might say, well, the offense has a chance to be great. Yeah, guess what? Look at the NFL rosters right now. Most offenses look right now like they have a chance to be scary very few have have uh you know not really upgraded the most important the more important side of the ball everything looks like i mean that in that on that side of uh of things in the nfl you look at the nfc the bears packers lions Three definitely great offenses in that division. The Eagles and the Redskins are sure to soar. I mean, that, there's no room. Even if the Cowboys were 9-7, and seven, there's not going to be room for them in the postseason race here. Um, let's talk about that, though. This is a new thing. Black tie, I want this to be black tie there behind the glass. Let's make this a new thing. I want to do the high-end potential and the low-end potential for each of the 32 teams before kickoff this season and we'll start it today with the Dallas Cowboys and Ross Tucker all the stars align Tony Romo does beat the odds and play 16 healthy games so does DeMarco Murray Henry Melton is okay the two cornerbacks who should be a position of strength for that uh, for that defense finally deliver on that uh, combined potential all the stars align what is the best the Cowboys could be at the end of the year
3: I'm going to say 9-7. and seven. I agree. Um, I don't think
2: say, they have a potential to get the double-digit wins.
3: No, I do not. I, I, I can't foresee any scenario where they get the double-digit wins. You know what? To me now, Shaq, it looks like if you are dominant on one side of the ball, you're an 8-8 eight eight team. I mean, look at the Jets last year. Mm-hmm. Defense was awesome. Offense They're eight 8-8. Eight. Cowboys last year. Offense awesome. I mean, the days of teams – you know, winning 12 and 13 games with only having, you know, uh, one dominant side of the ball. I just think that that's, I think that that's over. I mean, look at the team that made the playoffs. They all were at least decent on the other side of the ball. That might not have been their dominant one. So I'm going to say nine and seven on the high end. I actually think on the low end, I mean, now it's hard to say this because it depends on health. But if Romo stays healthy, I think they'll win five games. If Romo doesn't stay healthy... The Dallas Cowboys could have the number one overall pick in the 2015 NFL draft.
2: So low end, let's say Romo, because maybe that's one caveat we need to put in here is that if we're doing that, we have to assume good health or good health for the most part for your quarterback, because that's too easy a game to play. Like, well, if Peyton Manning gets hurt, that team may not make the playoffs. So maybe that should we should assume relative good health for the QB. But even if Romo's healthy, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, I think realistically this team could go 3 and 13 with Tony Romo as their starting quarterback.
3: Wow. That's that that is really low and really Somebody's got to be that bad.
2: Somebody's got to stink. Who, who in the NFC is going to be definitely crummy besides the Dallas Cowboys this year? I mean, who can you well, circle I, I and say that?
3: What, I tell you, I tell you what, check. If if the Falcons, what were they last year? 4 and 12 or 5 and 11? 4 and 12. Yeah, if the Falcons can do that, even though Matt Ryan stayed healthy the entire season, then it's certainly possible. I'm still going to stick to my guns on 5-11, and 11, mm-hmm. but if they have just one injury to Dez Bryant or Romo or Witten, uh, the bottom will totally drop off for of that team.
2: Yeah, can you imagine in hindsight, the Johnny football thing, for once, Jerry Jones made the sober... Um, conservative move and went O-line. That guy takes out Sean Lee on the first play of practice in uh, in the middle of summertime. And uh, and now it looks like uh, now at least there's a chance Tony Romo may not be right. But uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's dark days there, which now brings me to this question for you, Ross Tucker. And in fact, I tweeted it out earlier in Black Tie. Chime in with some of the responses from the Czech Republic. We hashtagged it uh, at DDFP. If it isn 't the Dallas Cowboys at this point, and in fact, I have long made the case that they never were america 's team, but if Dal- if the Dallas got Cow- because they gave that name to themselves so, which is nonsense or what did they do they took it from NFL films who pass, who uh, you know uh, set mentioned that about them and they and they embraced it. They never were America's team. They were the shiny silver and the the stunting at the offensive line and the shotgun and all that jazz. That wasn't America. Back in the 70s, I'll tell you what America was, Tucker. It was grit. It was it was uh it was done in the trenches. It was the black and gold, the Steel City, doing it the right way, modestly, not all the pomp and circumstance of the fancy pants Dallas Cowboys. That back in the 70s was America's team. But I don't want to steer you or the listener who is america's team and you don't even have to keep it to pro football although give me one for nfl and if you want to make one that is uh, not in the nfl and just make it a, an american sports team go ahead
3: well the three teams that come to my mind immediately in the nfl are the cowboys the steelers and the packers the I like Packers, the Packers.
2: Yeah, I like the Packers. Is interesting.
3: Yeah, the Packers kind of have that, you know, small town. You know, unless you're like a Vikings fan or a Bears fan, nobody nationally really dislikes the Packers. You know what I mean? They're not – They're. you know, the Cowboys are either loved or hated. I feel the same way about the Steelers. Um, there's not a lot of people that are in between the Steelers. The Packers are mainly just loved with the exception of like, you know – Lions, Vikings, and Bears fans. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody in Pennsylvania, or in Kansas, or in New Mexico hates the Packers. You know what no, I mean? No, and they're but, you know
2: you're so right. And 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 what are they about? What does uh, the state of Wisconsin evoke in your brain, along with cheese? Is beer drinking? I mean, that's their that's one of their chief industries is beer. Oh, no, What's not to like about I, I that?
3: It all the time. Yeah, Shaq, I say it all the time. If, if I could not live in Pennsylvania, if I was barred from the state for some reason, my <laughs> next stop is Wisconsin. I mean, think about, first of all, the people are crazy nice. Uh-huh. Second of all, their accent is hilarious. <laughs> Third of all, think about what they're really into up there. Beer, bratwurst, uh-huh. cheese, and ice cream those are like my four food groups like that i could sustain <laughs> a very happy existence as a human being on only those four things beer Ice cream, bratwurst, and
2: cheese. That's all I need in life. I would like for somebody to embrace this proposal or that list there and see if they could make it an entire football season on those four food groups. Maybe you could do it. Maybe you've already done it inadvertently. You didn't aspire to do it. It just sort of worked out that way for you.
3: It's like supersize me, but it's uh, it's supersize <laughs> me Wisconsin version.
2: Yeah, and everybody
3: would embrace this one.
2: Everybody would say, see, that's good living up there in Wisconsin. And uh, the population in that state would spike after Ross Tucker does this great deed. I like that. The Packers are a good choice, and they're owned by, I don't even understand legally what that means that they're owned by all the fans, but it sounds cool at least. And what competition do they have? Their brewers aren't you know it's not, the brewers aren't in their backyard you know like you say you go up there I mean, it's it's all they have it's 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 pro football and i dig that i would make a case for Pittsburgh because you know well the Packers and Steelers to be America's team you have to be a winner to some degree America likes winners don't we so you can't be the Cowboys the Cowboys are out of the argument at this point they haven't done anything in so long they're out of the running they're officially stripped of the title of America's team yeah I'm trying to think of a baseball team I know people you know what I might say the Brewers again except they don't win anything either the St. Louis Cardinals maybe except their fans are kind of they collectively ascend up to Mount Pius and pat themselves on the back. Hey, for being- I got
3: one for you, Shaq. I got one for you. Go ahead. It's in the NBA, and oh are absolutely yeah, that's it. America's team. Yep. it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I listen. I'm a Sixers fan, but but over the next couple of years. I want nothing more mm. than to see the Cleveland Cavaliers for their fans because their fans are so awesome. Browns fans are amazingly die hard and loyal, and just everybody in the city of Cleveland, they deserve something like this. They haven't had a championship. Since 64, the fact that he's going home, everybody can understand that going home. I thought this was the only move for him all along. There there was a guy that I follow on Twitter that kept making some very good points about how the, the threesome potential in Cleveland with Irving, maybe Kevin Love. But Wiggins was way better than anything in Miami. I think his Twitter handle's at Damashek, maybe. Thank you, um, Ross Tucker. Do you see, Black dude, I Tie? Was, That's respect. I was, I, was, I was using your tweets as, as part of my reasoning for telling people, because I don't follow the NBA that much, mm-hmm. for telling people why he should go to the Cavaliers. I can tell you right now, even maybe more so than the Packers, I believe that the Cleveland Cavaliers are America's team right now.
2: You hit the nail on the head, Tucker. And what's more, I hope Black Tie will follow your lead and start to uh, to listen to what I have to say on this podcast and on Twitter. That was a great point, and Ross Tucker just validated it. And for all we know, maybe Ross Tucker, who is a celebrity athlete, has – ties to LeBron James, it's not impossible that Ross Tucker got in his head and then somehow that got passed along at some swanky athlete party to LeBron James, and maybe LeBron went home because I suggested he do it. It could well, have
3: happened. you know, I met LeBron one time. Mm-hmm. And it was 2007. It was at Fogo de Chao, the, like a Brazilian steak place. Oh, I
2: know, where they shaved the meat off the spit.
3: That's great. <laughs> yeah, and you either, you either have your thing turned up green or red. <laughs> it's just an unbelievable concept. It's I very mean, nice. Th- those Brazilian people are genius. I've eaten myself sick concept. there on
2: more than one occasion. Yeah, I love it.
3: So anyway, I saw LeBron there after a game, and I talked to him. Uh, because a friend of mine from my hometown of Redding, Pennsylvania, Danielle Marshall, was on his team at the time. Hmm. And um, anyway, I talked to him back then in 2007, and I'm pretty sure I planted the seed back then to leave Miami but then eventually come back to Cleveland seven years later.
2: Very clever stuff. See, Tucker slash Damashek are not just reacting to, we are defining the 21st century sports landscape. Ross Tucker. All the best to you with your new ventures, your fantasy podcast even money all of it available on iTunes and elsewhere and of course the cornerstone program the uh, Ross Tucker football program available like I say on iTunes make sure you track it down he's doing fascinating stuff and he does not bother with being politically correct about his opinions I, I you must get heat from guys you used to play with for being so candid about what the football playing experience is and and your thoughts but uh, but I respect it and uh, Enjoy listening to it and following you on Twitter. What are you again? Give me that. What is it, uh, Black?
3: At at, at Ross Tucker NFL. And by the way, I just got a tweet uh, today, actually, maybe yesterday, from a guy that said he heard me on the DDFP, (laughs) Dave Dameshek Football Program, and ever since he's been listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So thank you. Twitter dude, and thank you, Sheck.
2: Well, listen, like I say, Tucker, always enjoy uh, paying you a visit on your show, and uh, we definitely – let's do it. Let's set some ground rules for, for fandom and – And for sports analysis, listening to the likes of you and me, and what should be allowed and what should be banned because I have a lot of strong thoughts that maybe don't line up with what the convention suggests that that we do, but uh, in the meantime enjoy the rest of your summer in Harrisburg, PA, the capital of the Keystone State, and like I say we'll, uh, we'll try and catch up with you in the next month or so before things kick off here
3: Thanks
4: Dave Oh yeah You're listening to Dave
3: Dabashek.
4: All
2: right, there he goes, our pal Ross Tucker. And now in walks to Studio 4, the man who first made the connection, he said, he called the shot. Months and months, maybe even a year ago, he said, do you know who you would really get on with? Ross Tucker? Do you know Ross Tucker? And uh, I was able to divine what he was saying was Ross Tucker. (laughs) And uh, and then he was right. We did fall very much in love, as you just heard there. And uh, I'm speaking, of course, of the man all the way from London, England. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan here on the show. It's Handsome Hank.
3: He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England.
4: Handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name Handsome Hank. He's had some egg, he's handsome some egg, he's had some egg
2: Hello, handsome. How are you?
1: I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. How are you?
2: I'm fine. What a pleasure. I'm, I'm feeling my, my spirits are soaring after talking with Ross Tucker.
1: They always do, isn't yes, it? He's indeed. such a wonderful man. And, yeah. and so good that you managed to do your second worst impression of me of all time.
2: Well, I don't know. I did two different ones there. See, that's the beauty of my impression of you is that is that it varies from comment mm. to comment. Sometimes I go cockney. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I go elegant. I yes. don't know. Sometimes well, none of them are actually no, none elegant. None of that elegant. No, indeed. You're flying back to uh, England in a matter of days, eh? I
1: am not just a matter of days, a matter of hours. I think 24 of them.
2: Very exciting. And for it how long exciting. will you be gone?
1: I'm going away for about a week, just over a week. I'm taking my my eldest son with me. We're going on a boys' expedition to mm. London. Um, which which should be fun.
2: Uh, playing across uh, not just the nation, but then also across the sea to go to your homeland. That's great. I took uh, my kids midsummer. I just middle of the week. I decided to to play by my own rules. We went to Universal. I took Jean Claude Van Dammechek and his sister uh, Oprah, and uh, we tripped the light fantastic. We we did the Minions ride. You know Despicable Me. Right. Yep, your kids into that yeah, one?
3: Yeah,
1: totally.
2: Oh yeah, they have a Minions ride. What what
1: happens on a Minions ride?
2: Well, you put on the three D glasses mm-hmm. and it's one of those ones that makes you feel like you're almost always falling, you know what I mean? It's a but it's it's all animated, but it but the three D glasses make you feel like you're falling down a pit right. and that and then there's an explosion and it makes the chair
1: shake and right, everything. Right, it's right. really very fun. That's cool. Yeah. I've heard um that as you get older. Um, you find it harder and harder to stomach those type of rides, roller coasters, ah, and that that's kind of my thing. Is that is that what you this found? This was this
2: was too mild to really shake me up too right. much. But um, but yes, I know I know the the spinning. That's what I can't do. Yeah. If you just put me into a perpetual spin, that that will equal <laughs> nausea for me. The highlight was when Jean Claude Van Damme though they have a Transformers thing. And outside of the ride, they have what must be twelve uh, a twelve foot tall guy in a costume, and it's almost I mean, and twelve feet I'm not exaggerating. He's gigantic of Megatron. Right. I didn't know Megatron. I wasn't even sure. Black Tie and I were talking about this. He was like, come on. How do you not know that Megatron's the bad guy? I, I thought that, did you know, uh, Optimus Prime or Megatron, neither one of those names indicates good or, good bad. or bad.
1: But Megatron, because of Calvin Johnson, because Calvin Johnson is, is not like a bad boy receiver. No, He's that's why it's likeable. confusing. That's where, confusing. you know what?
2: That's
4: where that confusion yeah. comes from, Black Tie. I understand that. However, Megatron, Calvin Johnson's nickname Megatron because of his hands, because of the size of his hands. So it's a bit niche, I get it. But oh, it's,
2: that's, that's right. Well, he has these giant claws. Hands right. and uh, my kids were heckling him as uh, for, for no good reason, <laughs> and that uh, you can you stand there and he roasts the people who want to take a photograph with them. So one guy had a 49ers t-shirt on, and he's like, what human comes to me wearing a 49ers jersey? I uh, I give you two words, Seattle Seahawks, and, you know, that kind of right. So, he, you know, he does a, a semi-lame sort of roast of whoever takes a picture with him. <laughs> Meantime, from 15, 20 feet away, my kids <laughs> are yelling at him, and they were delighted when he turned in our general direction, and he said, sounds like a bunch of chipmunks, and (laughs) Uh, And they laughed at that. And that was enough to satisfy my daughter, but not my man. He kept going until, (laughs) out of the blue, we were there for 20 minutes, out of the blue, Megatron turned, and in the blink of an eye, faster than a Shady McCoy cut, he turned – And came right over, (laughs) and and, uh, 12 feet charging at this little boy was too much for the little boy. He ran away. (laughs) He covered 70 yards faster than (laughs) I knew a human being could move, let alone a 5-year-old boy. He took off in a dash and was terrified. And... I couldn't help it, but laugh really hard. It was super <laughs> funny. Course, it was course. hysterical. It was. I mean, it wasn't. He wasn't actually in any danger. Right. He just thought a giant, a mean giant robot, robot was, was gonna, gonna was gonna clip him with the with the claw. Hands.
1: One guarantee is that he will not be watching Transformers six or seven or whatever we're up to now. That That's was what I was thinking. Is that right? The is whole that? movie it's done for him. Jean
4: Claude Van Dammech, don't worry about it. Optimus Prime is going to save you. Let's roll. That was my one shot at having the Optimus Prime drop on this, and I was well taking done. it.
1: Well done. I'm glad you have that on your computer is ready for some to go.
4: Very strange. Yeah, oh, it's funny.
2: That. It's like it's like eating bad shrimp and getting sick from it. Then you can never eat shrimp right, again. Exactly. Is he now going to be put off Transformers forever? Of course forever? he is.
1: He'll be terrified.
2: Well, then I guess it's a good thing that, uh, that you know, like no, Ryan Shazier hasn't charged it, my boy, yes, yet, or he exactly. might never Not turn yet. to the Steelers.
4: He'll just be like me and just be a big Optimus Prime fan. That's all it is.
2: All right. Well, we'll see. Time will tell on that one. Meantime, let's get back to what we were talking about there with Tucker. Interesting stuff there, as usual, from him, Black Tie. On Tony Romo, of course, that doctor, as he says, isn't close to the situation. But that's not the first doctor who's said something, said something along those lines, that that is a touchy thing. Troy Aikman had a back injury like that. It can go in a split second. In fact, Troy Aikman has said that, that, you know, it feels fine one second, but you move wrong, all of a sudden you're destroyed. That's not a good injury to have for uh, a professional athlete, especially at the age Romo is. But also, on the conversation of America's team, and we have to continue our series of – got to get a better name than best case, worst case, though, Black Tie. Glass half empty, glass half full. You know, maybe, I, maybe it could be angel or devil results. I'll always play the devil and always give the worst possible scenario. And we could have a more angelic sword provide the positive spin on a team's fate for 2014. Anyway, who handsome we were talking about is America's team in 2014. Because it certainly can't be the Dallas Cowboys.
1: It's definitely not. the America's team, I think we've witnessed it for the last month, is the U.S. men's national soccer team. <laughs> I, I mean, guess. literally America's team, right?
4: Which, by the way, I don't know if you I guess. Some... I
1: don't want to get black tie started on the World Cup. I'm again, though, not. not I'm over. just going
4: to say, at the SP's last night, we're recording here on Thursday. So at the SP's was last night, they won best moment for the group stage win of a Ghana. First game of the tournament. That was the best thing that happened the in best sports moment. in America and in the I've, last year. And I was kind of like, "That's weak." That's but then again, even. it was the whole country, though. Like there was, like there was that vibe. It was that feeling, that uplifting feeling. So not too bad, not too bad.
2: I, I mean, that's that. That was the highlight of this year, though.
4: I'm trying to think. There has to be something. What, what were the other not, not highlight, best moment? But I mean, all right. What were the other moments? Like they had two other nominees i don't quite remember but those are the two i'd have to know what those are mvp speech was one of them
2: oh that was very nice and uh that might have been it anyway all right well handsome what are your thoughts nfl team America's team, who would it be?
1: It's fine. I mean, if you think about a few years ago, before the bounty scandal and all that stuff, when the saints suddenly looked like they were going, especially after Katrina and the year after that, when they returned, they, they, to me at least became, and obviously I wasn't living in America at the time, but they became kind of the team that you had to feel like they'd wanted, you'd want them to do well. And obviously that year they got to the NFC championship game, Mm -hmm. lost to the bears, but you, it felt like a lot of people were rooting for them. I think with the bounty, well, kind of winning the super bowl and then with the bounty scandal that definitely knocks some gloss off of them. I would say the two teams right now if you said to me who in America if you're not a fan if you're either not a fan of one of the teams in their division and therefore you dislike them because of that, who who would everyone like to do well? I'd say the Browns. You're not going to agree with this but I'd say the Browns have good rule No, I have no beef. I get that. I based, get that. based on the fact that sure. they and now based on the fact that Johnny Manziel's there for some reason as well I think the Panthers might have some of that too. And I'm not quite sure why but I think it's just like mm. a it's a team that that maybe Cam Newton appeals to some Maybe because they play people. in Bank
2: of America Stadium.
1: Could be that. Luke Kikley.
2: Luke guy you can get behind. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton's very charismatic
4: people seem to like him. It just people feels like kind like of
1: likable a likable team.
4: Not the body language uh all right, monitor all right. but <laughs> Um, wow! Who?
2: It, I, I, maybe this is something that the NFL needs to award every year. There, and maybe that could be a new NFL honors thing. Is what, uh,
1: the team the most
2: America's team, America's the most team. beloved team of this calendar year? It seems like everybody likes a winner, though. So I think it would probably align with whoever wins the Super Bowl each year. Um, But John Elway and Peyton Manning are associated with one team. You would think the Broncos would get some uh, some love. Who's got, who are people tweeting to you, Black Tie? Who's uh, What kind of response are you getting? Always be on the lookout for hashtag DDFP and let us know your thoughts. Or, in fact, you can uh, propose questions to us. And uh, Black Tie, wait. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
4: Handsome reminds me of something very important we have to get to. Go ahead there. All right, we got a lot of Steelers, a lot of Pats, a lot of packers. I would say the I don't understand are, those the Patriots are the top three the Patriots,
2: the Patriots may Patriots be the no. least popular. well not least you
4: tweets are so Desmond Palmer goes have to say the Pats for obvious reasons team name Patriot Way minus right. Hernandez. The most successful team last 10 years. That I completely disagree with. They're the most successful team in the last 10 years. Of the 21st century, but not in the last not 10 years. Not in the years. last
1: 10 years. But that's the problem. I mean, like, it's very easy to say the Patriots because they're called the Patriots and they wear red, white, and blue, but everything about, else about them is despicable.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> well, you're a Dolphins fan. But, yes, Bill Belichick. It's funny. That's what we talked about with Michael Robinson in a semi-serious way, and I think he's right. You know, the Belichick approach of that closed off, don't talk to the media, don't have a personality outwardly, very few guys do. What do we know about any of those guys besides, let's say, Tom Brady? Who do we really know on that, uh, on that Patriots team? That's off-putting, or at least it's hard to feel engaged in what they're doing. Right. Also, their style of play – while admirable because it's uh, it's meant success for the last 15 years, that chameleon style of we'll play it however you want to play it isn't inspiring. I mean, I get it. If you're, it's like a, being a salesman. You know, sales guys. I because I did sales a long time ago, and that's a big. You got to be a chameleon, as though that's a good attribute. What do you mean? You can just you you can just change. You can change your personality. Right. Isn't there something to be said for being who you are? I and a style is. of play is what's cool.
1: I think there. I I agree with you. And like you know, use especially as a Steelers fan. Like that, everyone knows what Steelers football stands for. That's right. right. But I think. The Patriots have almost, uh, certainly under Belichick, have kind of developed their style of football as playing the style that that suits them. And I know that that kind of doesn't totally make sense. But there's something admirable about the fact they can go and win Super Bowls with Brady, or not win Super Bowls, in fact, Mm -hmm. in this case, but with Brady to Randy Moss and, like, blowing (laughs) it up and throwing the ball all, all over the place to when Brady first came on the scene when they had Antoine Smith and people in the backfield and it was really all about like mm-hmm. short passing and then and then crushing people with the running game to then the two tight end of Gronk and Hernandez and dominating that way it's it's interesting that they're able to do that now i can say that as well because as a dolphins fan Don Schuller managed to take a team that was, you know, in the 70s was very run heavy, was like famous for zonker and kick and like just kicking you. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly was Dan Marino and 5,000 yards and and airing it out all over the shop.
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And but that uh, with the Patriots, you're right. You know, they wear red, white and blue. Their logo is a patriot, as in the people who repelled your redcoats right. uh, 250 years well, ago the, and won us Britain's a nation. Team right now, no, we're not this is it. They that. won. They won us a nation. Yes, and that's what they're named after. And it's cool that that sort of like do whatever it takes to win. I'll be. Hey, I'm a linebacker. I'm Mike Vrabel. All right, I'll catch passes for you if that's what you want. Troy Brown. All right, I'll play some safety if that's what the mm-hmm. team needs. That's and that America's helps us get way, better. Isn't it? And even when they won their first Super Bowl, if you'll recall, they refused the tradition of being intro- introduced individually in favor of just the whole team. Right. They said, nope, we don't want personal introductions. We'll I'll come out. And yet all those things don't add up to them being liked. In fact, but I would the say time- they're the least liked team in the—
1: I think you're right. But at the time, I think, you know, if you think back to that, it's difficult to divorce yourself from what we know about the Patriots now. But if you think about that team, which had Tom Brady coming in the middle of the season. Yeah, and that's true. And was playing against the Rams who'd been so dominant. There was probably a lot of goodwill for that. And it was obviously in, in um, after 9-11 as well. But there was a lot of goodwill around the Patriots at that point to for them to be America's team. I just don't think they are now.
2: All right. I think our finalists, and put that up as a poll there, Black Tie. Steelers, I gotta, Packers, I gotta, Cowboys, right? Those would be just to have the Cowboys in the mix because right. they got to be. Raiders are another one that are wildly popular. Um, but, you, you know, like I say, we got to have winners, and in 2014 that they don't do it. Seattle Seahawks, I like the way they do it. I like Pete Carroll's style. I like the personalities on that team, so I think we have to include them as well. And I like Handsome's idea, too. Of the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Browns, but I love Ross Tucker's answer for sports team overall. It's got to be the Cavaliers. Who's not? You know what? I'll tell you another one. If it's not the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA, you know who's going to be America's team going forward? The L.A. Clippers, and not because they wear red, white, and blue. Now, once they kick the the old creep to the curb, Sterling, <laughs> this moving forward is going to be everyone's going to root for that. Could you have a better? Um sports final in America than those two teams playing for a title Ooh. next year that would be the best story there is you just gave the nBA something to push
4: for yeah, yeah. really really hard and I'll tell you last one though before and we, we leave. got the steel we got the Americas
2: get the real America we got Steelers Packers just a few years ago, and like Tucker said to his point it's hard to dislike Packers fans they're delightful people they were that you you don't at most playoff games or most Super Bowls, if you see opposing fans, you don't uh, you know, you don't you, you don't have to be held back and almost uh, scrap with them. Packers fans like, hey, good luck. I hope you guys do. Well. We don't win. I I'd most like to win. I think that is the answer that the Packers are the team you'd like to see win if your team can't. But get you know
1: it why they're like that? Because well. they own the team. So they're like, we're, I, we're, well, they're we're right. multi-billionaires, each of us. <laughs> and so good luck to you.
2: That's why they're always buying yeah. me drinks. Yes. I didn't realize. Yes, Black Tie. Any this, more good
4: thoughts? Yeah, just last tweet here before we wrap up. This comes from Ikena, who I can tell is Nigerian, like mm-hmm. I am. He says, uh, in this day and age, there is no such thing, which I totally agree with. And today, in no. this day and age, you I cannot, won't take that. That's a that's You really, you really you put about, the fire out here. No, yeah. The whole conversation about, oh, who's the American team? It's, in this day and age, where everyone can put their opinions out on, on, on the Internet, blogs, Twitter. There's not, never going to be that one team that just galvanizes the whole nation. Like
2: the I've whole made a campfire, behind, and, and, you've, and you've had too much beer, and you've decided to put <laughs> it out naturally, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> Why are you doing
2: that? <laughs> don't do it. It smells. You understand? I don't like that. That reminds me, though. You speak of social media. Handsome Hank and I both swooned a couple of days ago, a few days back, when I don't know what the reference was, where it started, but Black Tie, what happened on Twitter? Who? Well, what young basketball player out there? Wait, wait a second. Okay, go Let, ahead.
1: Because, I mean, you know, back in the day, for people who've listened to this podcast for a while, I used to have to read, I came on here to read tweets and see if I could make ah, them right. sound better yes. based, on, based on the fact that I have that a different was your, voice. That, that, was, that was my the role. The
2: genesis of Handsome so Hank's appearances. I've yeah.
1: read this tweet that I'm about to read out um, on the podcast. I've read it a few times, and I don't think there's any way I can help it, but I'm gonna we, we're going to try. Okay, I don't think I'm going to make it sound better. And I'm not going to tell you until afterwards who tweeted this. Young Kobe is the only Kobe I'm a fan of. Was also called that a lot in my younger playing days. Not sure it was always meant as a compliment, though. (laughs) From Black Tie. (laughs) What? Not my Twitter handle. Young Kobe. Sorry, at Producer TD. There
4: we go. Can you explain... Can I explain? Okay, yes, yeah. I was watching. I predict he's
2: going to try and turn this into, I was just kidding. And, no, and I'm no, not going to allow that to happen.
4: I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was watching Dante Exum, who's the Aussie rookie who plays for Utah Jazz, and he looks, his mannerisms, body language again, very Kobe-like. So I was like, oh, that's, that's a young Kobe move. And then I got into, you know, how I'm, I'm a. The up
1: until th- now, your story's great. But then how did you manage to, manage to introduce well,
4: yourself into the. Because I am perceived by some as a Kobe hater, which I'm not. I'm just, I speak the truth about Kobe Bryant. Like Shack, he's, as Damashek would say, he's a bit of a creep, a bit overrated. So, but like, there was a time I was a fan of Kobe Bryant, a huge fan, when he was 18 and 19. And so I just want to I, shed I some light that I had the same thing I, I also enjoyed him quite yeah, a bit Yeah, so I early. shed some light on Wait, that did you, like, Were you
1: compared to him a lot when you were playing? <laughs> no, that didn't no, However no, That, that I, never I, once no, happened no, That happened to me all the time All
4: the time <laughs> Who were your way, friends? Who were these people? When I first moved over to the States you know, I was 17 Everywhere I would go to play At least three or four places It would always, you know Either we were picking teams or Go ahead, go pick him up That's young Kobe That's young Kobe or even at school like oh he you know he stretches like kobe and this and i never tried to never intended to but it always <laughs> came up and at that time i was not a fan of kobe so i didn't like it but
2: why? Because of, of the is. way you dunk? Is that what it
4: was? Is that what it was that your <laughs> style no, was so I, good? No, I wasn't a dunker. Uh, it's, no. it's
1: because of how I think what you're saying It's because of how you stretched before the game. That's well, why you were someone, being compared to someone Kobe Someone literally
4: <laughs> called me out on that. Like, oh, yeah, he does the same uh, stretches. Kobe ah, does. Yeah, see. So okay. it wasn't Kobe. that you were a lockdown defender like no, Kobe it was, was in his it was young mo- days? Some of the moves. You know, I was a scorer. I'm undersized two guards, so I guess that undersize isn't. Kobe, like, but I was a scorer though. Well, yeah. listen, I
2: I don't know what we do going forward here, <laughs> handsome Hank. Do we bury the name black tie in favor of young Kobe, Kobe, Kobe or do we just work Kobe it in all Kobe the time? Tie. <laughs> Kobe, Mamba tie. Stand for it. Well, that's w-
4: black Mamba tie.
2: You're not going to stand for it. You it's, say, oh no. yeah, black Mamba tie. Yeah, I won't stand for it though. You won't not, stand. Not
4: a Kobe for, tie. You're the one who brought it up though. You, you understand it that you're you the made one who. This like,
2: you I, I, that's we're just joining the cacophony of voices that compare right. you to was, Kobe
4: Bryant. It was one tweet i yeah, just going it, it to push this.
1: I mean, this is a, a lesson to us all. And I, we do need these <laughs> from time to time. You need those lessons in social media where you're mm. like, oh, someone's made a huge mistake. And maybe <laughs> next time I tweet and I'm about to tweet something, I should think harder about it. And yeah, Black Ties provided that it lesson for us It for wasn't
4: this that month. serious. It was, a little, you know, shedding a little light on my younger plane. Oh, days. it wasn't
2: serious. And there yeah, we get to where I, I was predicted was we were going to wind up. <laughs> well, I was wasn't I was
4: just kidding, that kidding around. Serious. I know, I was being completely for real, but the tweet itself was not that serious. You know, all right, and life. I can't
2: I can't decipher which part is serious and which isn't that serious. <laughs> Either way, young Kobe, I think uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun going forward here. Yep. Um, all right, so DDFP is the hashtag that you want to use there, and uh, I think this is a fun debate. So put that up there. You can find it at NFL.com slash Shack, and you can uh, cast your vote for who America's NFL team is here in twenty fourteen. And um, also, I oh, one thing I want to report with you here, handsome. Because I know you're a, a fruit aficionado. We've made our tour across these United States, our culinary tour. A couple of weeks ago, you handed over a mango and said, this is it. This is going to be your 2014 fruit of the year. That's what you said. You said, in 2014, the best fruit you'll have is right here, this mango. That's very,
1: that was Michael Kane.
2: That's was it that? yeah. Either way, I didn't care for it. Right. I don't like mango. I've been getting some mango tweets, too, and I'm not a fan. I'm sorry to say.
1: I'm going to have to disagree with you on this. It's funny. Our our culinary tastes merge a Mm -hmm. lot, but this is not a place that they do. Well,
2: we just crossed the halfway point of 2014, and I wanted to give a quick update. I berated the fruit. I don't mind telling you. Obviously, I have a powerful voice when it comes to, uh, to produce these days because of the Shecky Awards. I denounced fruit as a collective group, um, about two months ago because I said, you know, I think fruit is resting on its laurels. After a gangbusters 2013, I challenged fruit mm-hmm. to up its game in summertime, and sure enough, it has. And I want to just give a couple of shout-outs here. This is not a settled issue. Of course, we have five and a half months until the Shecky Awards are handed out. A lot of shakeups can happen here between now and then. Right now, though, I want to tell you, Red grapes, Red have, grapes been have been delicious, outstanding. I mean, they've been crisp and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Peaches, once again, peaches, are white ve- peaches, yeah. Plums are very nice this year. Have, have, you, you, had have
1: s- you had a pluot?
2: I have a not had a pluot. No, I not twenty thirteen. Okay, and a tangerine. Black ties wrap. I mean, young well, Kobe's wrapping sorry, it up.
1: What one thing because you uh, all of those are Closing. good, but I would advise you to go out and spend this entire month's salary on some cherries. Ah, the Bing cherries.
2: Rainier cherry, cherries? Just straight up
1: red cherries. I'll do it. Don't get don't get crazy with cherries. No, no point in these young, newfangled cherries. What are they trying to do? They're still trying to knock the red cherry off its perch.
2: Yeah, but the, well, the, the rainier and bing are the ones that right. uh, are neck and neck there. But, yeah, we'll have to look into that. All right.
4: Before we wrap, though, real quick, Isaiah on Twitter, he's a big fan of the show, at mm-hmm. Isaiah151519. He wanted to know when the podcast would be up. I told him. ASAP, but Damn check is refuses uh-huh. to rap. He then responds, "Hey, give me a shout out. Daycare job, hashtag exhausted." So shout out to Isaiah for shout out indeed, to Isaiah. Daycare to you, Isaiah. workers, man. Yeah, shout Isaiah
2: out. just Isaiah just was like uh, was was just like Ron Harper, circa 1981. He lobbed it up at the rim, and young Kobe caught it and slammed it in. Yeah. Great so job. That's how we did it. That's so how we did it. Nice job there, young Kobe. Nice to see you, Handsome Hank. Have a good and safe trip with, uh, with your boy out to, uh, out to the homeland. That should be a grand time. A uh, father and son traveling across the sea. It'll be that'll uh, be something forever. And, and then I, hopefully you and I make it in, we're the, in the autumn. And, and for if, anyone,
1: if anyone wants me to send uh, using the hashtag #DDFP, things I should bring back for Dave and, and Young Kobe when I come back from <laughs> from London. I will put, I will I'll take the best suggestions and bring them back.
2: Young Kobe. All right. Thanks to Ross Tucker and uh, his uh, burgeoning media empire. Thanks to join- for uh, him joining us. And thanks to you for your responses on America's team. Keep them coming. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce on the other side of the weekend. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise.